Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. I am delighted to be interviewing Lucy Good from Beanstalk, and she's going to tell you all about what it is that she does. But you guys asked for um, some content around Facebook groups, and you really wanted to see a community that's thriving using a Facebook group. And I, most of you probably don't know yet, but I've recently found myself needing uh, to join Lucy's group, and it's an amazing group. So it was um, perfect timing to be ask her to join us and to talk all about how she manages the Facebook group and, and what that does in her, uh, it's probably not a business, organisation, business, it is a business, but I'm going to let Lucy talk more about that. So welcome, Lucy. It is great to have you here. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks. So do you want to start, Lucy, by telling us about um, Beanstalk and what it is that your website does and what it is that you know, the services that you offer to single mums? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, it might surprise people to know that there's around 998,000 single parent families in Australia at the moment. Wow. Um, and of that, 82% are female single parent families, meaning that there are a heap of single mums over here. <laughs> and um, I think I speak for many when I say that I didn't aspire to become a single mother. It wasn't part of my carefully laid life plans. Um, but when I did, my shiny new status did not sit particularly well with me. Um, number one, I felt socially isolated and I had so much to learn. Um, things like living on one income and co-parenting. Like, you know, we all say parenting is hard, but, you know, single parenting is a, a whole new level. Um, so Beanstalk is what I searched for when I became a single mum. So it's the knowledge base that I needed. It's the community that I craved. Um, and it's the empowerment that I so needed amongst like-minded women who got me. Mm -hmm. um, so Beanstalk today is um, uh, an online space, all about light-hearted conversation, targeted resources, um, designed to reach out and empower the lives of single mothers and their children. What an amazing... Um resource. I mean, I've really enjoyed going through the website and have found it super relevant given where I'm at at the moment, but it's, um, what an amazing thing for you to do. Um, so tell us a bit about the different elements of the website and, and then into the Facebook group and what it is that you actually offer for mums. Yeah, look, um, like a lot of new businesses, Beanstalk has had a number of business models and I've had to keep pivoting <laughs> and changing and I think one of the most important things in business is perseverance so if something isn't working you you change um, so where Beanstalk sits today is it's now a 100% free resource site for single mothers so there is nothing on the space that is selling anything um, people can come to Beanstalk and they can find hundreds of articles, uh, some written by me, some by other single mothers and some by experts, 
which basically cover every stage of the single mother journey. So right through from what I call the crisis period, so the financial separation, the divorce, you know, how to begin co-parenting, um, about children of divorce, um, through to moving on and living your life after you're divorced. And that includes things like um, retraining for a different career, finding a job, learning to live on one income, dating again, um, so everything on our um, site takes single mothers right through from the beginning of the single mother journey to the end and that even includes remarrying and blended families um, because when that happens you don't suddenly forget that you're a single you were once a single mother and you still have single mother issues in that you know your ex is still there and you've still got children with another man that doesn't go away just because you remarried we're in an inclusive space if we can help anybody on that journey and we do it with our articles with our podcasts so i speak every other week to experts on issues that i believe will help single mothers often to people who um you know it would cost quite a lot of money for these mums to talk to if they booked an appointment mm -hmm. so i try and get as much information from these people um, to be able to share with my audience for free um, so yeah articles podcasts we've also got um, a discount shopping portal uh, which I basically <laughs> hound me and me and a few other members of my staff hound businesses and services around Australia who we believe single mums will love and um, we ask them to list and to offer our single mothers a discount on their products and services so it's just a really cool place where these mums can go and they can feel special because they get um, they get they get a little um, something special just for being single mothers um, the um, you know the website also leads off to my social media platforms um, so uh, when you start a business probably a lot of people listening have heard that you know the best you know the, the worst thing that you can do is try and be on every social media platform and um, because the amount of work that goes into setting up a really really high value social media platform is massive so it's usually best to just choose a couple so the couple that I have are um, Instagram and Facebook um, so I started with um, Facebook and I now have following of about 14 and a half thousand on my Facebook page and I use that purely really for sharing resources and specials and also our other articles from other people who can help single mums so it's a really knowledgeable space um, my Instagram account, um, which I love, has got 26,500 and that's obviously as Instagram is, it's a lot more visual um, and it's about sort of just us sharing stuff about our lives and what we do and inspirational quotes. Um, but then of course, and what we're talking about today, the other offering um, is uh, the Facebook group, <laughs> the single mum vine. And, um, I sound a bit hysterical when I talk <laughs> about the single mum vibe because oh, it is, I, I set up the business two and a half years ago. I set up the vine just over a year ago mm. and it took setting up the vine to really make my business go off. Um, without the vine, um, I think I'd still be pretty stagnant. Um, so it saved my business. Um, and, uh, but it is also a lot of hard work. <laughs> so that's, that's the offering that's a beanstalk offering in yes. a nutshell 
Which is fabulous. And it's really interesting that you say that it's the Facebook group that has brought, because, you know, websites are websites and they are quite static, but it's that community. And I know from my own experience that it's a big adjustment being on your own again and, you know, loneliness. And so a community where you can actually connect with other people is so valuable. And for our members, you know, they're in all sorts of different businesses and organisations, but all of them know that creating a community of their ideal target audience is where the value comes from social media. So Facebook groups is the perfect way to do that. Um, do you want to start by telling us what's your strategy for getting people into the Facebook group? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, look, um, having a Facebook group is not my idea. A few people suggested it to me um, and I was quite worried about doing it because it was a bit like having a party and um, inviting people and worrying whether anybody would turn up. Um, so it did take me a while to um, get the courage to set it up. Um, but luckily I did have quite a good following already on my website and on my Facebook and my Instagram. And I also had lots of single mother friends who I could preempt and say, hey, I'm setting up this group. Please join it. Please, please, please. Um, yeah, so basically I just started it, um, got the standard people that I needed um, to join. Within a day I had 100 members. Um, and wow. by that I was like... I almost felt like if it stops here, that's okay. I've got a hundred. That's all right. Um, but it just grew and grew and grew at, and almost at an, an alarming rate. Um, and as I say, we're about a year and a half in and we've got 12,500 uh, 12, and something in there. Um, and I will say that we actually don't allow in about a third of the people who try and get in. They might be um, clearly married. Um, they might be uh, have very new Facebook accounts, so they're possibly fake. Um, they may be men. <laughs> a lot of Nigerian men try to get in for some reason. I think you'll find that with all Facebook groups. Um, so I think for me, getting people into the group was really easy and I didn't have to do a lot of work. Now, one of the really key things about Facebook groups is that Facebook advertises them for you for free, <laughs> which is like an unheard of thing in today's society. Anyone who's got a Facebook page will know that getting likes on that page is like pulling teeth. Um, and you literally have to pay for every like nowadays. It never used to be like that, but it is now. Facebook groups are entirely different because Facebook are always recommending um, to people what groups they should join. So people were just flowing in really quickly. Mm. Um, at the time, there was nothing else, no other Facebook groups for single mothers available either um, so I kind of had got this little niche this little gap in the market um, and people were really keen to join it um, since then a lot of since I've started a lot of groups have, have started afterwards for single mothers I'd say there's quite a few out there now but I think being the first one out there doing something new is hugely beneficial <laughs> well and I think when you identify that need and and jump on it. That's the key. I mean, you know, I think the advice out of that to anyone that's listening is don't just start a group because everyone's saying that a Facebook group's the right thing to do. You really need to understand the purpose or the need that you're filling for people. 
You do. And I think as well, you have to have a, a really clear niche. So I made a mistake with my business overall, thinking that my niche was single mothers. And I thought that was targeted enough. Um, but in fact, single mothers, it's, it's not enough. It's not, you know, yes, we are a certain group in society. Um, but the group that I am targeting is single mothers who are not necessarily um, in that terrible situation that some are in where they're they have you know they're homeless and they're in shelters and there's DV. I'm more about the mothers who are back up on their feet and are looking to um, aspire and you know do wonderful things with their lives. Now like I said earlier we're inclusive so we would never not allow people in. But the thing is with the single mum vine and something that also causes some issues um, is we're a really positive space. So we have a set of guidelines. Now the guidelines that you have for your group are imperative. You have to set them and you have to stick with them and you have to make sure that people understand them because if they don't, the group just goes off and goes crazy. Now they have to remember my group is women, all women, <laughs> all single mothers. I mean, when you, it's, it is just crazy. You know, when there's a full moon, you know, me and my <laughs> Team are like on, on red we, we buy more wine for the, for the <laughs> night when there's a full moon but um you know the guidelines in my group are include things like if we we don't allow vents you can't just come on and have a whinge now you can come on and say look i've had a really crap day because this has happened wonder if anyone else has been through the same or anyone's got any solutions or suggestions as i can ha as to how i can get over it but you can't just come on and say, I've just had a crap day, because that helps one person, that one person who's put the post on. And it brings down everybody else who reads it. We don't allow man-hating or ex-bashing in the group. So we're about trying to foster positive relationships with your ex-partners, if at all possible. So we love it if someone comes on and says, hey, you know, my ex and I went and did this with the kids today. Um, we had a great day. I just want to put it out there because it hasn't always been like this, but just showing you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. Um, so we have a lot of rules um, around what you can post, like no medical posts. You can't put a post on there because then you get all these people who have no idea what they're talking about providing medical information. And we have had it in the past where we've had a kid in hospital because someone's given the wrong advice. Um, so you know, these guidelines are set up for, um, for a reason. Um, so when people come into your group, make sure that they have, you, you get the opportunity and um, that they have to answer three questions and make sure that one of those is that they promise to read the guidelines and abide them when they come into the group. Really and important. I, I think that point there around duty of care is so important. And there are two things I think that you've touched on that are critical. And one is the culture that you're establishing in that group. And that as the moderator, the administrator, the owners, not really a great word, but the, you know, the people behind the group have got an enormous responsibility to set the culture that they want moving forward. And then you've got to maintain that. But that duty of care, I think, is something that often gets overlooked and if you're going to set up a group, you do have a duty of care to the people that are in that group. So I love that they're two things that are really strong in your group. Yeah, not, you know, it's a duty of care and it's also saying, hey, you know, this is, we've set the guidelines. So the people who are choosing to enter this group have read the description about the group and they've come in in the belief that it's a positive space where they're going to feel good. It's lighthearted, it's easy and it's fun. 
Hmm. So you have to you have to look after those people who have come into the group looking for that. So you have to make sure that's what they find when they come into the group. If they come into the group and find a whole load of women bitching, they're like, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. This group is not doing what it said it was going to do. Sometimes it's really difficult because the amount of people, and it is ongoing, people telling me how I should run my group. Hey, it, you, know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should allow people to talk about DV in the group. We don't allow any any posts that trigger people. A lot of people are trying to get over issues. So you don't want someone coming on massive detail about how they've gone through DV. As much as we love and respect and want to help them, and we always point them in direction of a different resource, they're not allowed to post that because people have come into the group looking for looking for a bit of a laugh and, we, and to talk about the good things about being a single mother. So you've just got to stick to your brand and your beliefs and your values no matter what anyone else says. And if they don't like your group and what you stand for, no one is saying that they have to stay in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is, you know, you can't be all things to all people. And in fact, the communities that work are the ones that are absolutely crystal clear about what they're mm. offering and stay true to that. That's so right. tell me, how do you, because, you know, 12,500 people is a lot of people to moderate and support. Um, how do you manage the moderation of that? You've obviously got other admins. Are they paid staff? Do you have volunteer moderators within your group? How does that work? Um, well, I didn't, it was me alone up to 3,000. At that point, I thought, oh my God, this is getting just huge. What am I going to do? And who the hell is going to want to help me do this? I put a little advert out on the group saying, hey, I need some help, looking for some admins who will, will give me a hand, um, thinking I might be lucky if one or two people put their hands up. And I got 47 people come back to me and saying, hey, we've been waiting for this opportunity. We love what you're doing. We believe in it. We want to give back. We've had a hard struggle as single mums and we want to now help others. So then it, I have to go through almost an interview process. But I ended up with a team of 10 admins. Wow. Um, and um, they have remained with me. Uh, we actually have, and this is a, a really important point when you've got a big group, we have another group which is called Vine Admins. And so that's where all my admins sit. So we can talk. So say a post comes on and someone's like, well, that's borderline. We can then put it into the admin group and get the advice. Hey, what does everyone else think? Should we leave this? Should we take it down? Should we do a warning? And then we, you know, just all talk about it. Now, because we've set up this other group, my admins and I have become really close friends. So I always say that it is the most unexpected and wonderful surprise of my business with building this team of admins. And in fact, um, I was just a finalist for the Oz Mumpreneur um, Award and I took my admins with me and we oh, were wow. at the awards. Um, so that was, we, we, were, we were all like best friends almost online, but we got to meet up last week for the first time. So yeah, get your admin team. Um, if you've got a large number of people in the group, set up another group for the admin team. I don't pay them, but I help them out a lot. Uh, one of I've got a very young, beautiful um, single mom who is having problems with 
a guy that she met really bad problems so I would pay for some counseling sessions for her another one of my admins might move house so I sent her a, a voucher or a beautiful gift um, so no it's not at Christmas I send them all something so and they don't do it for money but I have to say thank you because um, what they're doing is incredible yeah, and that speaks volumes about you. So that's um, it's really lovely that you acknowledge acknowledge the contribution because you know what it takes to be an admin, and you know oh. everyone's got busy lives, and particularly yeah, yeah we all have busy. But the the weird thing is, and and this is something important I think for people to know that if your group is really something important and really helping people, when we went to Melbourne last week for the awards all my admin team had grouped together and bought me a beautiful necklace. And I was like, why are you buying me something? And they're like, because you have given us this opportunity to be part of something amazing and to give back. So if you can do it that way, and if your group is something that has so much value and it means a lot to people, then you'll just find there's so much love in there. Um, and, and it just might be an unexpected surprise, um, like, like it has been with me. Hmm. Well, that's lovely. So in terms of the, um, the actual managing of the group, do you use any third party tools or you, you've already talked about kind of this admin group that, um, sits yeah. to the side, but do you use any other third party tools to help you manage the conversation? I used to use Hootsuite for scheduling because I do two posts a day on there, which I do once a week. Um, but I've stopped using it because you can actually just schedule directly into the group now. Um, and when you use a third party app, often you can't tag hmm. um, on it. So yeah, if you, the, only, uh, the only thing I do is just use the Facebook scheduling tool. Um, and I have, a, I have a three week roster for my posts um roster is the right word isn't it not rotor rotor is an english word i always get confused there's a massive language barrier between the australian <laughs> and the english <laughs> you know we came from you right <laughs> <laughs> i suppose um but yeah so i have a three-week schedule let's say yeah um of two posts to do every single day and i run through it every three weeks um, and i have an image and i have something that i say and i always have positive things so to give you some examples um i might put a post up um, every three weeks which says hey come on ladies brag because sometimes as single mums we've done something really cool but there's no one to tell and our kids aren't interested so it's like brag away tell us what you've done that's just bloody amazing big or small this week um i might i've got one of a really hot man in the kitchen and i, I like it's like the recipe swap one so we all share our easiest recipes um i have what happened i'm gonna look out for that one <laughs> yeah everyone i put it up last night and everyone's like oh there's that hot guy again and i said i think this picture's distracting from the actual post <laughs> i missed that i'm gonna have to go back and have a look for the recipes <laughs> exactly look for the recipes one other thing as well that's really important is you'll notice that in groups you often get um, a topic which just keeps coming onto the thread over and over and again. Sometimes it's a topic that doesn't really work with what the group is about, but it has to be there. So for my group, that's Centrelink. Everyone's got questions about Centrelink and they just flood the feed. Now the feed's meant to be upbeat, inspirational, funny. 
Centrelink is none of those. <laughs> so if that happens, then just create a weekly thread, say or a weekly post, and say, please keep all your child support and Centrelink questions within this weekly thread. And that just helps to tidy up the feed. So we do that just to keep things um, in place and where we need them. Um, so that's a, that's a really cool tip if you just find that you think every, it's all going a little bit off kilter because of one topic which you need, but you don't really want, you can contain it in a weekly thread. Mm. And the thing with scheduling too now is that um, it used to be, because we have that problem here, that if I schedule something, only I can see the scheduled posts and that if other admins schedule something, they can only see their posts, which can make overlap. But I've just noticed in the last week it's changed that I can now see everybody's scheduled posts. Oh, I didn't realize. I mean, I'm the only one who schedules posts anyway. I would never expect <laughs> my admin works so hard just keeping an eye on everything. Yeah, some of the some people though have got obviously more people, you know, that yeah. might be paid who are engaged. So it's good that now you can actually like a Facebook page, you can actually now see the scheduled posts that everybody's done because we used to get terrible double up and I can yeah. imagine, yeah. Yeah. And one of the other things, I don't know if you've seen it in your group yet, but I noticed just yesterday, um, you can now pin a comment. So if you put a post up, you can um, choose which comment you want to show as the first comment in that post. Um, so that's a, a great tool as well. If you pin your announcement to the top. Yeah, no, this is a comment on a post though. So if you put up a Centrelink post, or let's say the post that I put up yesterday or the day before, if you wanted your response to my my post yeah, to show at the top you can pin your comment to the top of that post so that anyone that looks at that sees yours before anything that's else perfect. that's such a handy thing isn't it it is i often find that i am so behind on what the updates are with facebook and also just with anything else to do with facebook because i'm always on my group just managing the group so I never have time to work out anything else. one thing I will say to anyone Facebook groups are hugely time consuming they take over your lives um, you know they, they don't stop they're usually busiest in the evenings um, when people have have finished work and they're sat down with their phones so that's when you need to be on them and monitoring them so they it literally takes over every evening um, so you know, I say that not to put people off but maybe just to make sure that you're in the right space um, before you start your group make sure because if you start a group and you haven't got the time to manage it it can go wrong really quickly Hmm. Have you found, and I haven't been in your group long enough to kind of assess this, not that I'm assessing you, but um, have you found, because groups tend to get to a period, you know, to a place where the person who's running it is no longer the centre, that it's the connections in the community that really make the group. So do you feel like the conversation still very much relies on you or that if you were to not be there for a week, that the community would continue to connect well um, I actually did go traveling for six weeks um, and I continued to um, schedule every week um, so my set posts were always going on so there was a presence in there but because I traveled um, across five continents um, I had massive time differences so I was unable to contribute to the group as much um, the group did tick along 
Um, but I did have a couple of admins who said to me that without me there, it wasn't quite the same. Hmm. So I think I, in answer to that question, I am able to step back periodically and temporarily, but I am still needed in there. I'd love it if I wasn't. Yeah. I am. Um, but, but, you know, but because of the beauty of scheduling, you can still have that presence. Um, and I think that's important for some of the people who will be listening to this is that the personality or the, you know, the person behind the group um, isn't always the person that's doing the content. So for those people, it's important to kind of acknowledge that you still need to bring that personality into the group, even if it's not them doing it. And mm. we find that in our business um, and for all of you in the social media success circle, you know, when Sally posts questions, you don't answer her. When I post, you get involved and there's conversations. So yeah, I'm not saying that to you, Lucy. I'm saying that to our social media success people that, um, you know, that, yeah, often it is, there's a person that kind of holds the the threads of that together there is and it's one probably one of the biggest lessons that i've learned in business is um when i set up beanstalk i thought that i could set it up and i could almost hide behind it and just have this business and i i'm not particularly comfortable bringing myself forward and into the to the limelight not many of us are but the business was so stagnant and it wasn't until i started bringing myself forward and talking to people about me that I suddenly noticed this movement in the business and people were responding and uh, people were interested um, and then take that up a gear as soon as I started making mistakes and doing things wrong and people realized that I was this normal single mom who actually did send her two kids to school with their, with their packed lunch boxes empty because I forgot to put the food in, had a phone call from the school to say your kids have got no lunch in their lunch boxes. People love that. So that personality is what makes a business in today's um, online world. That's everything we teach in the success circle is all about, you know, that auth and it's the authenticity. People want to know that you're a real human, not that you're some Instagram model that's, you know, playing at being a single mum. You're a real human being. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's resonate. what they relate to. Um, and it's not about perfection. It's about being positive. Um, that's what Beanstalk's about. Because sometimes, because uh, my group is very much about saying, hey, look, you know, we only want to hear the inspirational stuff, the funny stuff. People are like, yeah, but, you know, being a single mum, you know, we're not perfect and there are bad bits. So it's like, yeah, absolutely, we recognise that, but we're focusing on the positives here. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean... So, you know, so one of the most popular posts that we had and the one that's got the most ever amount of likes, it got something like, I think it's got 60, 1,600 and it was somebody who bought a house. They're like, you know, this is my house. Oh my God, I never believed that I would buy a house. People love those success stories. Or, or somebody puts on there that I mowed my lawn for the first time on my own today. I didn't even know how to work the lawnmower because my, my um, husband used to do it. But look at me, I've done it. And everyone's like, go girl, that's fantastic. Good for you. Hmm. So yeah, it's about real people doing real things and, and the good things and also the total um, mess ups that they make. Everyone wants to hear about that. In fact, one of the posts that I put on um, every three weeks is called, um, 
uh, I can't remember what I've named it, but it's all about, hey, what have you done this week that you feel a bit guilty about, but it doesn't really matter. And people are like, yeah, gave my kids chocolate cake for dinner, but what the hell? Or, you know, yeah, spent all day Sunday watching Disney movies with my kids. Oh, well, you know, because it doesn't matter. And then everyone's like, you know, I'm not going to feel guilty about that because she did it as well. So yeah, bringing that personality to it is so important. Yeah, and I think that's where you've, you know, done really well to build that that community where people feel like they're not alone and that they're not the only ones that are <laughs> feeding their children um, various things. So, yeah. Being a single mother, you can do that if you want to. We're in control of what we give our kids for dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It's, um, yeah, such an amazing space that you've created there. And, you know, so often social media is about the vent and the rant and the dragging people down. So to actually, um, and I think there's, you know, really something in that for everyone that's looking at, at sharing a group is getting or starting a group, getting really clear about that culture. What do you want it to be and really stick to that? Yeah. Stick to your values. Yeah. Never ever let anybody tell you that your group should be something that you don't want it to be. Oh, and they will. They'll absolutely have an opinion. Every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, because I know that you do have to go. Um, do you do things like, I know there's a lot of functionality in groups and Facebook is really ramping up the functionality with, you know, online learning modules and being able to turn off commenting. Do you use a lot of the functionality that's in the group or are you, do you stay, you know, fairly much with the basics because that's what works? What do you mean? Like they're turning off commenting and muting people and stuff yeah, like the, that? Yeah, because there's lots of different, um, you know, functionality that's in there that most people don't even know about. But I'm just wondering how much of it you use as opposed to, yeah, and um, we do use quite a lot. I guess the functions that we use, um, and one of the things that I'm still umming and ahhing about is this muting thing. Um, I think when you mute people, you aggravate them. I don't really like it myself. A lot of my admins use it. So I'm actually thinking of, of you know, people don't like that. They feel controlled. Mm. Um, so yeah, one of the really cool functionalities is if, um, if you delete someone's post or a comment um, and then you go into the manage um, tab on the Facebook group, you can actually put a note in to say why you've done it. Mm. Um, so we have, we're a little bit um, divided. We used to always, whenever we deleted someone's post, we used to always send them a message to tell them why we deleted their post because it's horrible getting a post deleted. Nobody wants it done. And often they haven't meant to have done anything wrong. And unless you educate people and tell them where they went wrong, then it's really difficult for them to understand and they'll probably do it again. Um, but because the group's so large now, it's very difficult for us to message everybody individually and tell them. So now what you can actually do is just delete the post. You can go into, say, the back end, the, the management section, and then you can just put a note. It, it, it says such and such deleted, such and such as post, and then you can tap in and say why you did it. So if that member then comes back to me and says, hey, why did my post come down? You can go back in and you can tell them why that was. So that's a really cool functionality um, to use but yeah we do definitely use the turn off comments as well because you find that the posts which get all the comments come straight to the top of the feed and sometimes they're not the best posts um, and sometimes that many comments that you can see a bit of friction starting in there mm. and you think this is going to go off 
and you don't want to take the post down because there's a lot of information on there. Hmm. We stop comments, but we always put a note. We say admin note, hey, the post has received heaps of wonderful advice. Thank you so much. They've probably got enough now. So for that reason, we're turning off the comments. So yeah, we do use um, those things when we need to, but I don't think they work for all groups. And like I say, muting is a little bit one I'm not particularly happy with. So I think it's worth working out what is and isn't working because the last thing you want to do is is aggravate people uh, they don't want to feel controlled they need to feel that it's a space where they can um you know talk and they're not, not going to be told to it's like telling someone to shut up isn't it when you mute them yeah. <laughs> I, I, being english um I, everything has to be ultra polite you know <laughs> so. So yeah, there are. I mean, and there's probably other fun functionalities in there that we don't use. You probably might even know more of them. Um, I, I might have to listen to the rest of this when you're telling your group about them. Well, I'm going to invite you to join our social media success circle as well because I've really appreciated you joining joining with us today. So we do a monthly webinar, which is all of the updates that happen on Facebook, so both on pages and groups. Um, and we do a hot seat coaching where members can put their page forward for an audit and get feedback around that. So, but that, again, that's pages and groups. So you, you might want to join in some of those in the future. I, for the I'd love to. We, do you send out notifications to let us know when I they're do. happening? <laughs> I do. Way, and they sound, that sounds really interesting because once you take on board a Facebook group, it's so hard to get, find the time to research all the new things that are happening. So, yeah be able to listen to something like that from somebody in the know such as yourself <laughs> hugely helpful so i'd love to join thank you so my last question because i know you've got to go um facebook advertising to groups is something that gets talked about a lot and that they've just now they're rolling out the ability to put your facebook pixel into a group but not for advertising purposes just for tracking results on your website from your group is that something if Facebook launched that you had the ability to advertise to your group members, would that be something that you think would be useful in your business? I would say a hundred percent. No. Um, oh, no. Oh. I've done a lot of um, work over my platforms and um, you have, people don't want to be advertised to in groups. Just the advertising wouldn't be in the groups. It would just be in just normal advertising, but it would mean, for example, that you could promote some of the businesses that support your business. You could add, they would just show up as normal ads in their newsfeed. Um, I don't think it works on groups. Right. Okay. They wouldn't um, know that it was because they were in the group though. It would just show up as a normal sponsored post in their newsfeed. It would newsfeed. be a sponsored post, wouldn't it? I think that people pick up on sponsored posts now. They know that they're an advertisement. Hmm. So um, do you do any Facebook ads? I do Facebook ads for my Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and I try, what I've done, what I do is, um, because I've got all of these businesses who are offering specials and things like that, and I, um, I advertise all these businesses across my social media platforms. Hmm. I advertise them on my Facebook page and I get a good result. I advertise them on Instagram and I get a great result. If I put anything like that in Facebook, in my Facebook group, it's just ignored. Right. 
just it is as if I haven't put it on there. Not one person will like it. And there is never, that never happens. You know, I have, you know, we have hundreds of people commenting and liking posts. I wrote down, I've actually, we actually have, um, we have 142.2K post comments and reactions on the page um, every 28 days. Wow. Um, so we, everything is high engagement. You put anything on there that is any way close to an advert, or mm. it's just ignored. Mm. Interesting. That's do you do paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram? Uh, I do. On, I don't on Instagram. I haven't felt that I haven't had to at all. But on yeah. Facebook, I do. If you wanted yeah. anything to move in any direction on the Facebook page, I have to. Yeah. And, um, I get results with that. But so I, Facebook advertising to groups would just be another audience that you can advertise those same things. Well, I mean, I would give it a go. <laughs> but I don't think it would work. So what I would do is I used to put an advert on, I used to do a paid advert on the Facebook page and then I would share that with my group. Mm. That was how I would get my adverts onto my groups. Not interested. They just, it's just, I think they feel it's an invasion of, of what is a conversational space. Mm. It, they, they don't want to hear about that. They, they almost feel offended that you've put something on there. But this is just my group. It's different. Um, you know, my, my oh, group, and I completely agree. Things in the group definitely would feel like an intrusion, but they yeah, wouldn't know much. that they were seeing that ad. If it just showed up as a normal ad, it's just another audience for you to yeah. advertise. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it in there without really without them knowing, then it would be would be different. But if they see something that they feel that they're being sold to in there, yeah, yeah they don't like it. it it's so in, it's so interesting it, just to see the the stats around it. How they just have no interest in anything. Even if you're saying, "Hey, look, I can get you fifty percent off a HelloFresh box." No. Don't want to hear about it. Wow. Yeah, not, it's the same in our in our public social media success group is the same that, you know, we put in an enormous amount of value and support and answer people's questions and then you put in something about a paid course, not interested. <laughs> so that's that's really interesting. But the way I get around it is instead I put everything onto my Facebook page and I promote my Facebook page within the group. And I say, hey, make sure you stay in touch on the Facebook page. It's so different to the group. Hmm. This page has got articles, podcasts. Um, it's got loads of information. Plus I've got specials, discounts and competitions. And that way I get them over to the Facebook page. And then you're raising your Facebook page numbers but they just don't like that it's like cross-contamination <laughs> so I think you just have to work out and you will quite quickly what they like in each space um, I mean Instagram they love the pretty pictures and they love the, the, the inspirational quotes Facebook you can put on specials and discounts and blogs and all sorts of stuff but groups is about conversations mm. Um, and it's about being able to share information and ask questions. And that's how, and I think once you can work that out, and everyone's going to be slightly different, but once you've worked that out, you can save so much time and energy by posting the right things in the right places. And that's when your numbers start to go up because you're posting what people want. Hmm, absolutely. That's a fabulous, fabulous tip to end on. So thank you so much for joining us today, Lucy. It's been really great. I know you've got to run and you've given us more time than you actually had. So <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. Um, and I look forward to connecting in person really soon. Yeah, yes, definitely. Make sure you come and have a coffee with me in on the Sunshine Coast. And, and I hope that I've managed to, to 
help a few people and if anyone's got any other questions for me i'm more than happy for them to just um, contact me and ask thank you for joining us on the social lights podcast produced by social mediology you can connect with us on facebook at social lights podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.